0: Hello, this is Gray McKenzie. And before we get started with today's interview, I want to quickly thank our sponsor for this episode, Text Expander. You know I'm all about standardizing processes and working efficiently. Well, Text Expander helps agency teams do both. From an efficiency perspective, Text Expander saves me personally a couple of hours worth of typing each month. And when you magnify that across our growing team, the time saving adds up. And this is the cool part that I didn't anticipate when I first started using text expansion tools seven or eight years ago. Text Expander keeps our messaging consistently on point with the right spelling, language, and formatting. So, we've been able to eliminate a ton of simple mistakes and copy paste mix ups by rolling out Text Expander across the team. I've actually got a video that'll be up on our YouTube shortly with a bunch of my favorite use cases. But for now, I want you to head to TextExpander.com slash podcast and you get to lock in a 20% year one discount for all agency journey listeners. Again, thanks to Expander both for their sponsorship and the impact they've had on our team. Now, let's get to today's interview. Awesome. Welcome to another episode of Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. This week, I've got the pleasure and privilege of bringing on Layla Pomper, who's the owner of Process Driven, where she helps small teams systematize their entire team operations by mastering ClickUp. It may sound familiar. If you're familiar with the Zen Pilot story, so I'm excited. Layla, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me on here, Gray.
0: Um, So you left me. I'm uh, over here in Pennsylvania and you abandoned to move out to Utah. I did. Uh, just last year, right?
1: Yes. I, yep. 2021. So I was like, you know, Gray's around here. It's just too close proximity. I need to go all the way across the country to really give us that space.
0: <laughs> hate those, hate those competitors. Right. That's um, it. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. So I'm going to dig into a little bit of the background and the story and the business model, but I think the place to start is just process driven sure. um, itself kind of in its current iteration. Can you walk us through what process driven today looks like uh, business model and that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll do the top level first, then we'll talk geeky business details, which I know you'll appreciate uh, step yep. two. Uh, so process driven, like you said, are Our whole role in the world is to kind of change the way small teams, uh, meaning less than 100 people, uh, think about process, how they actually function on a day-to-day. That's our mission. Uh, And yeah, we use ClickUp to do that. That's our tool of choice right now. Um, And the business model piece of it, for anyone interested in that, it is over the past, I would say, year and a half or so, we've transitioned fully into a courses and memberships model. We have a pretty intensive uh, high interaction membership to kind of go with our people along that full journey. Does that kind of summarize enough? I can go it deeper does, if you want. It does.
0: You, well, so I want to bring up a couple a couple different things, and I kind of want to start high level or somewhat basic because I realize not every, you and I have a. Longer, deeper relationship than uh, than everybody listening. So I'll try not to go right to all the right to all the deep stuff without some of the context. But one thing that you just mentioned was um, you're delivering that solution on top of ClickUp right now, mm-hmm. and just the words right now kind of caught my ear. What is that? What's your standard for when is ClickUp? Not necessarily when is ClickUp the right tool versus something else today, but when would process driven switch away from ClickUp or add other tools?
1: Yeah. So our question is not switching away from ClickUp. I firmly believe that if our mission is to help people have a more effective process, meaning how they actually do things day to day, we cannot pigeonhole ourselves into thinking ClickUp can do everything. I mean, whether it's pulling in Make or Zapier or another project management tool, um, what I view us as is the resource to help people solve that problem. And so our perspective is the more we know, the more our members can know. And I don't think anyone here has a tech stack of one tool. (laughs) So that's kind of where our perspective is, is we're obsessed with our problem we're solving, not so much married to any particular way to solve that problem. It's all about what works for our people.
0: How much do you feel like, I feel like your content has broadened out a little bit in the last year, but how how far along, and I can give some background to this if it's helpful too, but how far along do you feel like you are on that journey of we've got a specific methodology for building process um, that is distinct or better or different than we've got a way to best harness that inside ClickUp.
1: Oh, man, that's a loaded question, Gray. Because, you know, you think about it, you guys are the same way. You have your framework that you're developing and improving. I mean, I started the framework that we have now two years ago, I would say or two and a half years ago as a consultant. And it has changed So many times. It feels like almost every month since then of something new, a feature change, this, that, and the other. Um, In terms of our framework for building out and ClickUp, how solid is it? How much do we think it's to where perfection would be? The we can always do better mindset of me is like 60%. You know, we've done it for 2,000 teams, each with 20 employees or more in many cases. I shouldn't say that. Not always, but often larger teams. So 2,000 teams or so times five to 20 people in each team. That's a lot of people. We've run through this to make it better. But each time ClickUp changes, every single week, we have an opportunity to leverage something new. So I think to ever say that we're at 100% would just be vanity, honestly, versus reality.
0: Well, I think the temptation, and so we share a lot of similarities in terms of tools. Like um, I'm a big believer in... We're going to know, and this is one of the differences in our, in our business model that we'll get into, we're going to know how agencies should operate and should deliver client services best. Um, but we're not just going to know the high-level strategy, we're going to know how to actually get traction very, very quickly with that. And so being focused in just one tool um, allows us to deliver that boots on the ground, like the very granular level detail very quickly. Um, And it's really hard to do that with a small team, even though we're at 14 or 15 people right now. Um, Very hard to do that with a team of 15 if we're spread out and say, hey, we'll work in whatever project management platform you want to. Um, And we're switching constantly back and forth. But our standard is just what do we think is the best project management platform for most agencies most of the time? Because that's kind of the maximum of this target market that we've chosen to serve while still being able to help people on a really granular level um, implement Um, can bring, bring clarity from the chaos that they're experiencing right now and deliver better client results. Um, so we're aligned on that front, but I find that a lot of times it's easy to get hyper-focused on the technical component Mm -hmm. of ClickUp and that, uh, we've pushed a ton of limits on ClickUp, but there's always that question of, should this be done in ClickUp or should this be done? So like, are we losing track of how we help people, um, get the maximum impact, not necessarily how do we help them get the maximum impact yeah. inside clickup specifically. Um something that's helpful. I, I feel very much the same way. Like the clients, I'm sure you have the same experience. They're like, oh my goodness, this is ten out of ten. Not, like I can't believe how, how you guys have figured out what to do in the platform, um, or with process. And on the inside, seeing it all and seeing it across thousands of clients, you're like, no, nah, we're like two or three out of like there's a yeah. long way still. There's so many improvements that, that could still happen here. Um so that framework, the difference between like how do we improve process and how do we like get better at the specific tool, that's interesting to hear you kind of describe. Um, is there anything that you plan for or kind of intentionally block time or assign time or priorities to that's a distinction between what happens in ClickUp versus what happens from a process perspective?
1: I mean, I would say we have taken a lot of energy into separating those two things um, because I think blurring those lines, as hard as it is for you and I, people who have been working in ClickUp, I mean, I think you've been doing this as long as I have. Since ClickUp came around, we've all been doing these implementation projects. Yeah, early 2018. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that same timeline of, we've been in ClickUp for so long, and we're thinking, oh man, sometimes it's hard to separate ClickUp from the process piece. Well, how can you imagine someone who's brand new to ClickUp still being dazzled in some ways? It's really hard for them to see that separation. So I would say... Um, seeing them as two distinct things, peanut butter and jelly. Yes, they go together, but they don't need to be you know, homogenous. Uh, that has been a big goal for us in terms of our content, in terms of our training. And yes, in terms of my time when developing content, I try to look at both pieces. And by doing that, that's kind of where I'm going down that path of, oh, man, we've been so zoomed in on ClickUp. We have to acknowledge that You know, business model, the best tool, the most power. None of these things are 100% indicative of what's the right tool for this team coming in our door right now. And, you know, just because ClickUp can do automations for certain teams and certain risk tolerances, I'll put that out there for ClickUp automations. ClickUp automations are not the right choice for that one team coming in the door. And I feel like we need to be prepared to have that conversation if we're going to sit here as we do at Process Driven and say, you know, your system's not the software. Well, how silly is that to say if we're only supporting one software?
0: Right. Yeah. There's a there's a fine line there. I feel like we've got a benefit now. You're we're totally different spe- ends of the spectrum from a cost perspective, yeah. um, and way people engage. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of lucky that we, you know, every one of our engagements starts with this blueprint process where we get to go in and hey, before we're actually building it all out, we're going to do all the systems design together, the discovery, and then design what this needs to look like. So that's kind of our, um, we get to use that as a little bit of a vetting, like, hey, is ClickUp really the right tool for you? How exactly would it work? What are, what's the um, ROI and the pros and cons of ClickUp versus whatever you're on now, or you know, should you, should you still be using it? Um, my my uh, perspective is that you don't really have that kind of ahead of time, but you're getting people who are self-selecting into, hey, no, ClickUp's the tool. They've already kind of made that decision by the time that they're moving into one of your engagements. Is that accurate?
1: Um, we have we do have a tester, but it is a self-discovery mm-hmm. journey. So we do have a course yes. that allows people to get a sense of, here's what ClickUp feels like set up. Do you like this? <laughs> Which is, you know, a four-hour journey at most, depending on your tech skills, right. one hour for the more tech savvy. And it kind of lets them get that sense of whether it's a good fit. But you're right. It's self-selection. And I, I know something that uh, I think is important to hit on here, as you've talked about, is the difference between the process-driven membership and Zen Pilot as a whole and all that you guys do. I feel like this piece of self-selection is a huge difference. We had a question just hmm. last week. We do live Q&As every week for the membership. And someone asked, you know, why do you guys charge like as little as you do? <laughs> because when I was a consultant, yeah. my pricing was more online with Zen Pilot. And now here I am having a low, like, I think a very affordable membership option to do the same outcome. And what I said to them, which I think echoes why your pricing is where it's at, is that we have risk. We know the value of a well-set-up foundation in ClickUp for all of your processes and systems. That is so much value. But because we can't vet you, necessarily, we can't necessarily one-on-one diagnose things. We're relying on you to do that self-diagnostic and you to come with that preparation and interest in learning. Um, Because of that, we charge a smaller percentage of the value to be made. Whereas you, I feel right. like you're on the opposite extreme because you have that extreme, not extreme vetting, but sort of that three prong yeah. approach of filtering folks, you're able to charge a greater percentage of that end value because there's less risk.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great uh, way to look at it is, yeah, how certain are we to to hit that outcome where you've got a high reliance? People can definitely get to the same point. Um, Just the the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of effort or sacrifice and and work that goes into it um, looks a little different. And the amount that we control in terms of the certainty of of getting there is higher. Um, Can you walk me through the business? And I I think for the benefit of folks listening. Sure. How you get a process driven. There's... um, like the course component, there's membership component. The membership, I'm sure, is the main, <laughs> is the main push. But just walk, walk through, what does the business model look like today? Uh,
1: so right now, I like to say we have one product. <laughs> we do one okay. thing. That is where all of our energy goes for all eight employees. Um, we come in and we work on dev- devising this experience for team leaders, managers, nonprofit, execs, whoever they are Um, because we do have a variety of industries, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. They come in and they don't know how to systemize their business. They may or may not know how to use ClickUp or they're using it and it's not quite working for them. And we try to get them from wherever their baseline is to the first quick win, whatever that quick win might be, which might be figuring out how to manage tasks and not have a pile of overdues or how to create your first SOP. And then we try to get all of our members to that same end result of having that foundational system in ClickUp. And that is a membership model. So, it's primarily delivered through, first, a course foundation, which is allow, which is how we're allowed to um, or how we're able to get people into the right kind of level for where they're at and get them to that same end result. That's the way we structure it because it kind of mirrored what I used to do as a consultant. And rather than doing it one-on-one for, you know, five, six figures, you know, we're going down to, um, to this model. And that's kind of the main backbone. But we supplement that in our membership and what kind of takes a lot of our time as the team if for any business wonks out there is we have live calls every week, consulting every month as a group in a mastermind format, um, orientation calls, peer groups, forums, and we basically have kind of more of a consultant on-call model where people can ask questions, get expert answers, either in real time in the forum or every week on the live calls. And that interaction to me was always essential if I was going to give up on services and go away from that path, which I think you can relate to. Is like, It's just a, a level of connection that I would have really missed otherwise. Um, but that's our membership, really. A kind of set journey and then a lot of individual support to get you there, including you know template vaults and all those other resources that we match you with. Um, we also take one piece of that membership, which is like a how to use ClickUp beginner course. It's called How to ClickUp. And that's what we sell individually if someone wants to just test the waters. So it's all one product, but you can buy it in two ways, really.
0: Um, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, How have you seen one of the challenges with that model commonly with the membership model is churn, Mm -hmm. um, same thing in any software, but particularly memberships or, um, anything like that is how long can you retain people, especially with a low, uh, monthly cost.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what does retention look like? And I don't, I think there might be a perception from some people that, Hey, I'll, I'll be in this for three, six, nine months or whatever. We'll get it built out. Right. And then I can leave. So there's also, an element where it's not, I'm not happy with it. But hey, I got enough. I'm good. How has that evolved, or how do you set expectations around what it looks like um, to be good? We're, I guess, um, not really a membership example, but we're working. We've uh, been running on EOS since mm-hmm. I don't know, 2016 or something, mm-hmm. and we we just this year decided, hey, we want to ramp stuff up. I guess end of last year, working with a professional implementer, they have this model where, you know, roughly. Two years. It could be longer. It could be a little shorter. But roughly two years until you graduate. You no longer need a professional implementer. Um, how do you set expectations around? You know, how long should I be in this community or not in this community? Or do you do anything to set expectations?
1: You know, I I think this is an instance where there are a lot of differences among our members. Unlike many people who get into memberships, I did not get into it in you know for the appeal of just like the revenue component the model (laughs) actually the model model came as an accident because i started off as a consultant who wanted to provide ongoing support but as you probably can realize having projects where you just say you can always contact me for support at any time is uh, a recipe for stress so the model was an accident i just want to put that out there first it was a happy accident that ended up working out and when people are coming into our orbit now I generally tell them the the reason we have the two options we have currently, which is a three-month membership or a 12 month, is because that is a reasonable time frame. I think. If you are a go-getter, three months is substantial time for you to set up a foundation and click up and to start getting those habits down. In three months, you can build a habit. And many of our implementation projects pre-membership, we're in that, you know, less than three month timeline. We have the 12 months for people who want to not just build it, but go through that continuous improvement process. My intention when it comes to renewals is that just like your EOS experience, I want people to graduate. Uh, We're not here. Like, I don't view it as necessarily a great thing if people are around for five years. I'd love for them to keep getting value out of it. But when they reach the point where they're getting more value or they're, they're not getting enough value versus the price of what they're paying to be in there. I want them to move on and go on to the next program. Our program is about building the foundation. Not all houses have the same kind of foundation. Not all houses need the same foundation. So I think, I hope, I should say, we're setting that expectation at onboarding. And we're talking about that when we have our new member orientation calls every month. But that's also why we have that forum conversations. And we are always the first to tell people, no, you shouldn't work with us. No, you should move on to EOS maybe. Uh, No, you should go to Zenpilot. Because we really want to make sure that people are, are here for the journey that we can provide, because it is a fixed journey in many ways, um, just like many other productized yeah. offers.
0: I think uh, I was mentioning this to you before we hit record. Um, occasionally we'll get people who ask, you know, what's the difference between Zen Pilot and process driven?
1: <laughs> and then you start um, laughing and you say, laughing? oh, I can't answer this question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased. Definitely don't go to process driven as usually might. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I th- so one of the benefits, and I think we, one of the things that makes us different, this is one of the things that I'll use, depending on who people are comparing us to, if, we're, if they're talking about, Hey, I, I found this other ClickUp consultant mm-hmm. who we're looking at. Um, I think you and I both share the same thing. I think we put a very abnormal amount of focus On people understanding the why behind how everything is built. Um, to why we start with the blueprint so that they understand all the whys and they've got clarity on why are we doing this before we start building something? Can we first make sure it's even the right thing to get built? Um, but I love that about your model that it's gotta be somebody who wants to understand. They know it all because they've, they've built it all and they've made those decisions. Um, how do you deal with like, what's the common, and I don't know how common this is, but I'm sure there are people who say, all right, I've got this design now, like, can you just build some of this for me? And how do you resist that urge to get into this is tied a little bit to the business model mm-hmm. decision too, um, that you've, that you've gone down, but what do you, how do you handle those folks who are just like, Hey, I need some, some hands on, like build for me, kind of done for me, or at least, um, you know, some components of it. What's the standard answer?
1: Yeah. So people who went done for you, I made a whole video about this on the YouTube channel because I feel strongly after having done done for you for years. um, And I know this is in contrast with some of the things here, but here's the difference. I strongly believe done for you is a short-term win and still opens up the opportunity for long-term problems. Um, Unless you have that person who's doing your done for you services on retainer, to fix it every time your process changes, to teach your team every time a new person comes on, which you can certainly do that. I know Zenpilot provides services like that, but also ClickUp. ClickUp now is taking that nod and saying, we'll do it all for you. Just pay us. Um, The reason so when people sorry to get back to the question, when people come to us and say, you know, we just want it built. My first question is always why? (laughs) Usually their answer makes no sense. Um, but of course we don't say that, but I just, I want them to understand and to see their own thoughts as to why they want it. Oftentimes they say, oh, I want it here because I want it all done fast so I can save time. And then my question next is, all right, you'll save time on setup. So how are you going to learn the tool? Oh, you're, you're going to learn it all by taking apart the whole machine and then putting it back together and hopefully get it. You can't outsource learning. You can outsource setup, but not learning. Um, so that's our first question. But after that first layer, if people feel strongly, I trust people to know themselves and their businesses. If people feel strongly that a done-for-you model is the right fit for them, by all means, there are people for whom that is the best fit. And that's where we refer to folks like yourself. We refer out to consultants. We kind of try to have a, again, find the best solution for you mentality when it comes to any of this. Um, I would say this happens probably three times a day, probably about 20 to 50. Oh my gosh, probably more than that. More than 20 times a week, I would say, we are referring away to other consultants because people do not want to learn the skills themselves and correctly or incorrectly assume that getting it done for them is going to save them time in the long run. Um, That's kind of our standard response.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that there is the... That you've looked at the opportunity to just say, "Hey, we'll just spin up a services side of the business," Absolutely. and be able to do that. Um, and thus far, you've you've resisted it, but <laughs> um, a, that's consistent with kind of the message that you're preaching. But is it just that commitment, or is there something else keeping you from spinning up a services component to the business?
1: You know, I believe that. The right move in business is something that needs to be found and discovered, like Michelangelo chipping away. So our decision for the past how many years is not necessarily the decision we'll always make. But I will say, just like you're saying, um, we have chosen to turn away, I would say conservatively, millions of dollars in revenue um, each year in done-for-you services because of our beliefs. And because of the mission of the business right now is around changing the way teams work. Um, And to me, at least, that done-for-you model is a separate business. It's a separate skill set. We could do it pretty easily. We could probably whip it all up in a month and get ready and get started. But we've chosen not to because we want to be really good at what we do, which is giving knowledge to people. That is training and teaching is a whole different skill set than executing, or consulting in some ways. Um, I view this as serving a need that is underserved in the market right now. There are how many ClickUp consultants of various sizes and forms. There are very few people who are willing to say, I'm not the expert, you are. Or at least you will be by the time we're done.
0: Right. Right. Um, I mean, I I love it. I think that you are leaving a lot of (laughs) revenue on the table.
1: It's a little painful um, if you think about it too closely. So there's,
0: yeah. So there's, there's a part of me that's like, well, um, it's interesting. To answer, but at the same time, we are doing the same thing. You know, There's a ton of pull pressure and push pressure from ClickUp to say, will you guys please service non-agencies on top of ClickUp. Um, the challenge, obviously, that they run into and it's just the nature of the ClickUp consultant space is there's way more demand than there is supply. Mm-hmm the people who are good, uh, do not have supply. They don't have the availability, um, which leads to, you know, inconsistency and outcomes and people being disappointed with consultants. I'm sure probably a a ton of people who go to process driven
1: have already worked with consultants. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure from ClickUp to say like, we know the results that we can get, uh, from, um, from Zen pilot, like, can you guys please expand and, and service other uh, niches? So it's the same, uh, you know, there's just uh, figuring out that commitment to who are we at this point in time and let's earn the right. There's still a ton of opportunity in our market. There's a huge amount of opportunity just in your market. So I, I love that discipline around, and it may not be permanent. There may be a time when Zen pilot changes or process driven changes. And there's, um, you know, there's some expansion there, but, um, for the time being, like we're going to earn the right to move on to, to doing more things by just staying super focused on what we're doing right now. So,
1: and I just want to say the question oh, about services. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to chime in and no, say one reason why I love to hear that from you guys is because, and I hope this informs anyone listening who's comparing our offers. I really view Zen Pilot as not just click up, set up. Now, tell me if I'm wrong and be like, zip it. But I view you guys as doing operational consulting yep. for agencies. Operational consulting requires very in the weeds knowledge of a specific space. It's a different kind of thing than training, which is where I live. And so I respect you making that choice to focus in on a model, which I really consider agencies more of a model than an industry at this point because it's so expansive. But that model is huge. There's a huge amount of people there. But you having that kind of operational detail, I think that allows you to do again, more than ClickUp, which is nice to hear.
0: Yeah, I think that, that's what I always tell people is like ClickUp's the Trojan horse in our business model. A lot of people come to us because of finding content we've produced about ClickUp for agencies. And okay, here's here's some niche content. Here's somebody who's written and shared a bunch of what they've learned about it. Um, but the reality is like, we're not trying to make ClickUp's just the vehicle yeah. to get there. That's the That's the tool to deliver the outcome what you're looking for is how do we give our entire team clarity from an executive layer? How do I have the insights I have? I need to run a better business to the kind of middle management layer of, you know, how do I stand on top of my set of clients or my specific team or my department to the individual contributors? How do they have clarity on uh, what am I supposed to do? When does it need done? What's the priority order? And then how do I actually do that? What's the process to deliver it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the point in time where we feel like, Okay, ClickUp's no longer the best fit for most agencies most of the time. Like, then we'll go implement on top of Teamwork or on top of you know whatever that, that platform is. Um, so it's not a yeah, it's definitely not a ClickUp first business model. Um, which is cool that we're that we're in the same boat. I asked a question about services because I'm curious about what's the long term goal and however long you want to define long term as. Is this like the next year things that you're excited about? But what's kind of your vision for process driven moving forward? question. That's a, that's a very big question.
1: Yeah, just just a tiny little, oh, by the way. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I view the core of ClickUp, you know, let, let me put this in contrast. I think that might help me explain it a bit better. I, in many ways, use Zenpilot as an agency operations consultant. And I'm putting those words out there, everyone. He can correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> nope. um, accurate. I view you guys as that. And, oh, yeah, ClickUp is how you do that. I view process-driven as a process systemization company. That's what we do. It's not about how you deliver how you generate revenue and helping you have that down. It's not about EOS and having your company operating system down. It's about having a framework of the niche, 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 niche problem of. How do you actually record what you do and make it easy for others to help you do it? That's what I view our business as. So, when you ask, you know, where are we heading? Where do we want to go? I'm not going to be satisfied (laughs) until process driven is the resource that people go to for free or in paid ways uh, to get that foundation established. You know, someone in Spain is starting a new business. They're going to become a contractor because we handle many industries, not just agencies. And they want to figure out, you know, how do I even start writing down what I do so that this business doesn't kill me? I want us to be their first resource, their first Google search result, that first help article that helps them get that way. And I really view us being that kind of training, hopefully like a tiny little training, I would say light at the end of a very dark tunnel for most small teams, whether that team is small at 20, small at one person, that kind of limbo land before you are big enough to have the executive team and all of those other things that help enforce structures. Before that point, it is a dark world for small businesses. And when I think of our big vision, it will be being that first resource.
0: I love that. That's uh, in our uh, kind of three-year picture in EOS parlance is like, ZenPilot is the you know the number one authority that people turn to for agency operations. Yeah, um, insights whether that's paid or whether they want hands-on implementation. So I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Is there anybody when you say that I think if people um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tiago Forte, mm-hmm. um, but I, th- I think if people kind of like that who are building out uh, obviously he's you know he's kind of known for hey how to build a second or second brain right. and personal knowledge management. Um, are there any influences that you look to, like who's got the business model or has replicated this in another niche that you're trying to, maybe not completely copy, but you know, there's an emulation. <laughs> Drawing inspiration well, not, not, not from. Not in a bad way, who <laughs> yeah, inspires you? That's the better way to put it. You know,
1: I think it's, first I'll say that in our niche, many people have tried to do this in some way. Um, many have failed. I don't, I can't point to one that has really succeeded. Uh, at yeah. this point, everyone has fizzled out or gone down the you know, certified consultants, that kind of path, and then it kind of diffuses the brand, and it no longer becomes that central hub. Um, inspiration that I'm taking from for where we want to go is actually a very off-the-ball one, which is a software company. Not to say we will ever get into software at all, but Gusto. Gusto is an HR mm. software, and They really inspired this for me because whenever I have an HR-related question for hiring our next employee in Missouri, which was literally happening a few weeks ago, I would type in how to hire in Missouri, Gusto. They were so top of mind for me before I even used them that they were always the authority I would look to for free help. And when it became time, um, how long ago, to hire employees, they were the first person I went to. I think Gusto does a fantastic job of that content empire, that content You know just that public good of that content i also look to resources like profit first which has nothing to do with process at all but it's a book I also have a coaching program but you know whatever uh but book and free content where people take that tiny little concept of envelope budgeting and they're able to get their business off the ground because of it and it's transformative in its simplicity i don't think we'll ever be that simple or accessible (laughs) But how they've become kind of synonymous with entry-level bookkeeping and budgeting, that's inspiring to me. But no one's done it yet, (laughs) really.
0: Um, That's really cool. I think the similarity... So, I feel like there's two different things there that maybe are worth just pointing out real quickly here. Gusto, there is very little clickbait content on Gusto. If you read through any of their blogs, everything is is good. It's not the... Yeah, um, it's really detailed and super helpful. So as soon as you say that, then, you know, in my mind, I'm already picturing how detailed and how many of those same articles I've read. Um, if you don't consistently produce content like that, nobody's typing in um, you know, gusto at the end of the, the search query. If they're used to getting half clickbait and then every once in a while, there's something that's really substantive. I think that lines up well with your brand. Like you, you're doing a good job of that today. Like if stuff comes out, uh, Layla's name is on this. Like that's, that's probably gonna be worth, you know, paying attention to. Um, and then with Mike, uh, Mike um, who we've had on the podcast. Um,
1: Oops, sorry, Mike, didn't insult from, your consulting program.
0: First. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, I think, um, what he's done kind of conversely is he's gone super, and maybe not conversely, but he's gone super, super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oversimplification over for a, right. a larger, you know, it's it's very, I think he does a good job of calling out who is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, this is not for the, you know, thousand person enterprise business. This would be way, way, way too simplistic. Um, but you said, I think you, your words were maybe early stage, bookkeeping, or early stage finance or something, small business. Um, and so I think he's done a really good job of he's accessible uh, because it's really simple and he's an excellent storyteller. Right. Um,
1: Each book I feel like that he's written kind of tells a story and I don't think they've all resonated the same way as that profit first piece. That particular book's right. brand is really inspiring. Um, but what I love about that is it's solving kind of an epidemic problem an endemic problem, excuse me, of, you know, the people in business not making any money. And I view us in the same way, people in business not getting any peace, feeling any sense of control. And I view that as so different than where you guys are at in that operations consulting beast. That's a beautiful area. But that's why when you told me, you know, people are asking the difference between process driven and Zen pilot, I'm like, what? They seem to, you know, not quite get the fundamental differences in what each of us provide. I view us and sorry if people don't agree, I view ZenPilot and process driven as complements. Right, they have a right. lot of overlap in like yeah. wonderful ways. I could not imagine doing if if you need both of these things, why would you do one without the other? They solve two different problems. They work together.
0: Right. Right. Um, okay, here's the last thing for you, and then I'll let you go. This is kind of a compliment slash also a question at the same time. Uh-oh. You, yeah. just, you described the mission. Um, don't worry, not a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I love the name Process Driven. Um, it r- really, really is well aligned with what your mission is for the future. Um, do you feel like that, in, um I forget even when you rolled out Process Driven as, as the name, yeah. but do you feel like that was uh very intentional, painstaking process to get there and figure out what name we're going to roll with? <laughs> or did you luck into that at all? That's the question.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're right. So, we started off with a different name when I was just... I mean, I, I started this business as a virtual assistant. And Many people can probably relate to that. I started as services, virtual assistant. I think my first job was $15 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which my professors from college would have been like rolling in, you know, not their graves, but rolling in their academic <laughs> chairs. Um, and the rebrand of process driven, I wanted to shift the business to be around process. That was the word I wanted. Um, because at that time, I had started I was in consulting by that point. I was consulting about tech stacks and I was very process centric. So everything was around like, what's your journey? What's, you know, the, the love language that you guys also have at SendPilot. And I spent an entire evening with my lovely spouse who puts up with me somehow. And, you know, he and I were going through and just trying to spitball every single name that made any sense with the word process in it. And, you know, we did the same thing every business owner does of, look it up on domains and yep. to check to see if it's free on handles. And originally, I wanted to be the process shop. That was the name I originally, like garage theme, like mechanics <clears> vibe, <throat> because I was originally serving primarily contractors and construction industry. That's where I worked a lot when I was early on. And one day, like in that journey, I wrote the word process driven with no hyphen. And I was like, huh. Huh wonder if that would work i mean grammatically incorrect but who cares and it was available as long as we put a dot co and i was like all right done Yep. we're doing that um so a combination i would say and the it has only gotten more aligned with the vision as we've now moved on beyond um beyond where we started i mean this whole business model right. everything has been an evolution
0: yeah that's awesome <laughs> well good for you uh the journey's been awesome to uh, to watch, I'm excited to to continue to see it evolve and for you to own that space. Um, you mentioned .co kind of as a yeah. throwaway, but the site processdriven.co, .co. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you point people? YouTube, obviously. I'm assuming would be the site is one. Is there anywhere else that we should point people?
1: Yeah. So the the site is a great spot to go as the hub of everything. So processdriven.co .co slash hub h u b. That's usually where I'll point people first because it's got videos, writing, training. I think if anyone goes through a few of our videos, this conversation that Gray and I are having here will make so much more sense of the difference and complementary nature of these two businesses. Um, That's where I would send people is slash hub.
0: Perfect. All right. Layla, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much, Gray.